Hello, this is Calvin Driscoll, and I want to welcome you to the Real Leaders Podcast. This podcast is specifically designed to equip you with godly leadership skills that can be applied to all areas of your life. Throughout this podcast, my dad, Pastor Mark Driscoll, will be sitting down with some world-renowned pastors and ministry leaders to learn what it really means to be a real leader. For more content like this, we encourage you to visit realfaith.com. Now, enjoy today's Real Leader Podcast. Howdy, Pastor Mark Driscoll here. Thanks for joining us for the Real Leaders Podcast. If you have any questions, ministry leader, especially regarding preaching, teaching, and leadership, I'd love to do what I can to help. Send it in to uh, hello at realfaith.com. This is from a senior pastor of a small church in the South. Thank you for faithfully serving Jesus. Uh, You've got a couple of questions that pastors tend to ask a lot. This uh, one is, uh, what does a normal work week look like for you? Well, if you're a pastor, you know there's no such thing as a normal work week. People tend to self-destruct on your day off. If they're going to commit adultery, you know it's going to be while you're on vacation. It's just amazing how really there, there is an impossible task when you're dealing with people to have something that looks like a normal week. Um, as a general rule, um, I like to think in terms of buckets. And so I think of my week as seven buckets and each bucket I'm filling up with things and then I tend to empty that bucket on that day. So let me give you an example. Um, Saturday I will sleep in and I'm not a morning person. I'm barely an afternoon person. Uh, Some of you will feel very spiritual because you get up. I sleep in because I trust God. So I'm, I'm a man of great faith. That's why I get up nine or 10. I sleep Uh, I like to sleep 10 hours a night, but I can get by on nine. Um, Some of you uh, are not going to get enough sleep. I I did that for years and I just about killed myself. And so what I've learned is uh, that I like to sleep and, uh, and I'm good at it. Not to brag, but I'm really good at sleeping. So I sleep nine to 10 hours a night. I tend to go to bed around 11.30, midnight, I tend to get up around 9, 9.30. So uh, if you're up early meeting with the Lord, God bless you. I'm not that guy. And so for me, I tend not to do a lot of heavy, hard work in the morning, because like I told you, I'm not a morning guy. I'm not really uh, an afternoon guy. And so anything that's really intense, it's probably going to need to be after cold brew and lunch. Um, and, uh, and so the way I like to work is uh, Saturday, I'll sleep in and I go outside, sit in the sun and uh, we'll finish dialing in the sermon. Usually I've got it printed out and I'm just making final edits and notes. And then I've got to get ready. And so get dressed, go in, preach on Saturday night um, and then try and get some sleep on Saturday night. If you've been preaching and teaching, your adrenaline's up and it's hard to go to bed get up, preach Sunday morning, and then I come home, I take a nap. Again, back to my initial point, I'm good at sleeping. Uh, Sometimes it's a 15 minute nap. Last week it was an hour and a half nap, um, which was awesome. And then I wake up and then we do family dinner on Sunday night. It is for me the highlight of my week. Uh, Family dinner is when the kids come over and their spouses come over to her married. Uh, Grace's mom comes over, she lives near us, and I, I love her, she's a pastor's uh, wife and a widow. And usually we'll sit outside and we get some time together, a couple hours as a family. How's everybody doing? How's your week? How can we pray for you? What was your sermon uh, takeaway? What is God doing in your life? To me, 
the week ends in my mind with family dinner. And once we regroup, then I reset. Uh, Monday, I tend to use for a bit of recovery. I used to take um, one day off a week and then I realized that you need to recover. And so Mondays is a recovery day. I'll do some basic administration. I'll work from home. I sleep in. The reason that preaching and teaching is so hard is because it's not just people, but it's powers, principalities, and spirits in the room. Uh, when you preach and teach, there really is an element of spiritual warfare. You're trying to get God's word to God's people, and the enemy of God's word and God's people, he's trying to keep that from happening. And so um, that's why preaching and teaching, quite frankly, is so exhausting. And um, I think it was Howard Hendricks at Dallas Seminary some years ago, I think he said that uh, teaching or preaching for an hour was the equivalent to a normal person working a job for eight hours. And so you've got that level of emotional, physical, spiritual depletion. I was talking to a pastor recently, and he's a runner, and he wore a Fitbit while he was preaching, and he burned about the same calories um, you know, while preaching as he would have if he was running a marathon. Just a lot of output. And, and, the, and the, the difficulty with ministry, it's a lot of output you're putting out content, you're putting out energy, you're putting out emotion, uh, you're putting out empathy and compassion. I mean, you're, you're putting out. And so if you don't get that recovery and replenishing time, eventually you're just tapped out. So for me, Monday is more recovery from the weekend. I'll do ad, I'll sleep in, I'll do admin, um, I'll you know, get caught up on emails. And for emails, I'm blessed to have an assistant. Um, and what I love is what I call an items email. I don't want a hundred emails. I want one email with a hundred questions. Just send me one email. And then what I need to do is just respond to it. And so uh, what I've always told my assistants is one day a week, send me an items email with everything you need. And I will answer that one email. And then in my brain, once I've hit send, I'm done. Now, there may be some other calls, texts, emails, things come up during the week, but I want the lion's share knocked out. Monday as well, I'll go over financials with the church and personally, I'll go over my personal calendar. I'll look at the week. On the personal calendar, Grace and I both have access to it so we can coordinate our life with five kids and, and I've got a church and a ministry. I've got two jobs and five kids. I, I need to keep my life tidy. On Tuesday, I tend to do um, preparation, throw together, I'll start working on the sermon. Um, I will start working on any writing content that I'm doing, daily devos, books, other things that I do for real faith. Um, and so Monday is sort of administration and recovery. That's the bucket. Um, Tuesday is sermon prep, writing, starting to get content flowing for the week. Wednesday is in the office all day meetings. And so meetings from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. That would include meetings with Real Faith, meeting with, meetings with the Trinity Church team. Uh, this would include maybe a counseling or a leadership lunch or dinner. This will include staff Bible study where it's a verbal processing sermon prep time with the team from four to five. And then there's uh, usually real men on Wednesday nights. And so I'll Go out, encourage, love the men, and teach. And then I get home 
you know, late. And because I teach late, I have a hard time going to sleep on Wednesday night. And so usually I'm up pretty late. And so, um, you know, Grace knows that we're probably going to sit on the couch. She runs women, so I run men on Wednesdays. We sort of debrief. We catch up. How can I pray for you? And I always eat nachos on Wednesday night. Always eat nachos on Wednesday night. And you say, why? Because I prayed about it. And I feel like that's just how I want to end Wednesday night. So then I sleep in on Thursday. You're seeing a theme here. And then Thursday, I do a lot of writing. So I'll do study guides, books, daily devotions. Uh, Because I've gotten the administration off my brain on Monday, because I've gotten some of the sermon prep done on Tuesday, because I've got all my meetings done on Wednesday, then usually on Thursday, my brain is free to empty the bucket for other content. And so like um, this week, I wrote a book. It was a crazy week. I work fast and you've got to figure out how you work and I figured out how I work. So I sat down this week and in about eight hours I wrote a book on critical theory that'll uh, be out in July, which is possibly when this airs. And I didn't actually have an outline and I didn't have subject title headings. I just had some stuff in my brain. And so I just sat down and I just wrote and when I was done it was 32,000 words and it'll be a book. And so I take a lot of silent solitude. I go for prayer walks. I'll take my uh, usually broken Jeep up to the mountains. Can't wait for my Bronco to show up. And I need to listen to the Lord and clear my mind. And once my mind is clear, then I'm ready to really produce a significant amount of content. Friday tends to be my day off. I try not to schedule anything. Grace and I will sleep in. See a theme here. And then um, I will go over the calendar with Grace and we'll go specifically through our shared calendar, events, holidays, vacations, we'll go through our budget, we'll go through the kids' schedule, get everything teed up, and then we tend to go on a date day. So whatever we wanna do on that day, you wanna go up to the mountains, go for a hike, you wanna go out to lunch, you wanna go run errands. Friday is just to hang out with my best friend, Grace. Um, Friday night, uh, we usually snuggle up, watch a movie, get some time together, maybe sit outside by the fire, whatever sounds fun and romantic, Uh, go to bed, and then Saturday, sleep in, a little theme there, sleep in, get around mm, 10, 11 hours of sleep, you know, uh, 10 if it's a bad night, 10, 11 if it's a good night, and then get up on Saturday, and then rinse and repeat the cycle. Um, I try to not do work after dinner, Um, If I'm under a book deadline or an emergency happens, then I'm working late. Uh, But that means that if I'm up working till 10 or 11, uh, that just means that uh, I'm going to need to really safeguard my day off because I just need a break. And so for me, I tend to look at each day of the week as a bucket. And um, I use this, as simple as it is. It's a notebook. And... uh, the Russians can't hack it, and uh, it can't uh, it, it 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 can't fail me. And so, it's old school, but for me, I have different sections, and each section pertains to each day of the week. And so, is it something for my administration day? There's a tab. Is it for my sermon prep and uh, and daily devotions and auxiliary content for the sermon series day? Is it for my meeting day, my various meetings? Is it for the book or content that I'm working on? Is it something regarding grace and the kids and our family? And so each section of the notebook has different sections in it. 
throughout the course of the week, I'll take whatever is coming and I'll dump it in there. And this is just simply my backup brain. And so when it comes meeting day, everything's in there. When it comes calendar day, day with Grace, whatever I need to talk to her about, and there's some things in there, um, it's in there. Uh, when it comes to a family dinner, there's a section in there. Is there something I wanna ask the kids or is there something I want us to be praying for? Um, if it is, um, you know, if it's pertaining to uh, some counseling appointments that I've got coming up, usually on a Wednesday, uh, when I tend to be in the office, um, it's in there. And so for me, I really like not to have a busy brain. I don't like everything just swirling and, and chaos and trying to remember things. I like to write it all down and then I like to check it off the list and then all the action items go to a to-do list in the back. And so what happens is it goes from my brain to a meeting. If there's an action item, it goes to the back and sometimes it goes from the notebook into a plan or into a book or into a series and then I'm jumping on my laptop, but I'm never starting from zero. And so, you know, even I know I'm gonna be in Genesis in 2022. If I think about something in Genesis or I see something, I'll just make a note of it. There's a file in there for the sermon series that's coming up next year. So I'm always gathering information, I'm always organizing information. And then when I'm needing to do something, I'm never starting at zero. So that's how my crazy brain works. And you gotta find a system that, uh, that works for you. And, uh, and whatever system works for you is the system you need to have. Um, in addition, you've got another question. Um, how in the world do you have time to lead so many different studies, podcasts, conferences, preach and teach? Um, I'm very, very, very uh, judicious with my time and energy. And I was, I was talking to Rick Warren some years ago, we were driving around in his truck and he said, it's not time management, it's energy management. And that just really struck a chord with me. There are certain things that you can do for 10 minutes and you feel like you need a week off. There are certain people that 15 minutes with them, you literally feel like you need to go to the hospital and get an IV to recover. There are other things that you can do for hours and they're, they're totally rejuvenating and they're great. And so for me, silent, solitude, prayer, study, very invigorating because I'm more of an introvert. I love people with all my heart, but after I'm around people for a long time, I feel depleted. And so I need to uh, sort of withdraw to regain energy. And so part of it is just even looking at your week and not just architecting your time, but really figuring out where do you expend energy and where do you replenish energy and having some margin for that. That's why I don't do two days in a row in the office. It's a drain for me. I love everybody, but it's a drain. So I know the day before and after a long office day and preaching at night. So I'll show up like at 9 a.m., leave at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. It's a 12 hour day and it's output the whole time. Meetings, counseling, leadership development, Bible study, men's recording content, all of that. I just know it's gonna be 12 hours of output. That means on Thursday, uh, I'm gonna need to work from home. And so I've got an office at the church where I do meetings and I've got a library at home where I do study and I, I can flow between the spaces. Um, but part of it is too, is trying to figure out how to multiply your content. I've used this analogy in the past. Every Thanksgiving, when I was growing up, my mom, we would eat the turkey, and then it was pretty remarkable what my mom could do with what was left of the turkey. We would do turkey, you know, we do turkey soup, we do turkey enchiladas, we do turkey sandwiches. Like, you're like, here's 137 things Deb can do with the turkey. And what you need to do as a preacher, teacher, leader, you've got to figure out how to take your sermon and how to use it in as many ways as possible. Meaning, 
um, could you put together a study guide for your people before the sermon series that would actually get you prepped in advance to reduce your weekly sermon prep time? Could you take uh, your sermon and repurpose it for daily devotions? That's what I do five days a week at Real Faith. What parts of your sermon, scripture or quotes or big ideas, could get posted and sequenced on something like Sprout Social to uh, get your social media lined up in advance? And so for me, I'm always thinking about how do I take this sermon? How do I use it for daily devotions? How do I use it for study guide? How do I use it for small group curriculum? How do I use it for staff Bible study? How do I use it for social media? And then if I'm in a, let's say I'm going through a book of the Bible, there may be themes that come out that become auxiliary content. So like I was in Romans, 9 and 10 is on predestination, election, and God choosing us. And, uh, and so for me, I wrote a whole book, uh, Duck, Duck, Doom. Um, and so out of that comes a whole piece of content. When I was in Romans, um, I was looking at the themes of Romans and how it really contradicts uh, critical theory, which has overtaken um, our entire culture in the West. And I think it's the greatest threat to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think it's a counterfeit gospel. I think it's a heresy. And I think people that are preaching it have gone apostate. And so woke folk are not, um, they're not right folk. And so out of that, I took what I was thinking as I was preaching through Romans and how it applied to critical theory, and I just started a little tab in this notebook. It resulted in a full book that I sat down and wrote this week. Um, and so for me, it's always how to repurpose what you're doing. And so the, the point is you probably don't need to do more. You need to do more with what you already have. You need to find a way to multiply it. Just like the little boy handed his fishes and loaves to Jesus and it got multiplied, as you're preparing sermons and content, preaching and teaching, how do you multiply that? So that's how we do it at the Trinity Church in real faith. And a lot of content comes out. I don't have a research assistant or team. I do it all myself. I do now have a team that helps with copy editing and layout and design and social media. But we started with nobody. And we're just growing it over time. Uh, my daughter Ashley runs everything. She's doing an incredible job. And now the team is getting up to speed and we can get out more and better Bible teaching than ever. Uh, but even for one closing example, right now we're in my office. This is my office at church. I intentionally had this office built with lighting set in and a set built so that I could just turn on a camera and record at any time. So that if I wanna produce content, um, it's in a controlled environment that I've already established to be as effective and as efficient and as fast as possible. And it used to be organizationally that the big would eat the small, now it's the fast eat the slow. It's not about how big your budget or church is, it's about how fast you're able to pivot, to produce content, to respond to needs, and to make the most of your time. And so for me, all of this is just organizing and architecting my whole life to be as fast, as efficient as possible, and to multiply every single thing that I'm doing to get the maximum kingdom output. My thing is always energy in, results out, and I'm not gonna put energy into something that isn't gonna produce results, and if I'm gonna put good energy into something, I wanna get the maximum results. And so it, uh, it probably looks, maybe from the outside, like I'm doing a lot more than I am. As a general rule, I work six days a week and I take a day off and, and, uh, and I tend to sleep nine to 10 hours a night. And uh, I tend to always have fun on the calendar and I get great breaks. 
and I even set up my annual schedule to pull back uh, at certain seasons just to recover so that I can be healthy because I, I didn't do that in the past and I just about killed myself. So there's the verbal process. You get what you pay for. That's free. If you got a question, send it in to hello at uh, realfaith.com. And I love you pastors and ministry leaders. And if there's anything we can do to serve you or your team, just let us know. We hope today's message impacted you and they'll continue to bless your life and legacy for generations to come. For more Real Leaders content, visit realfaith.com slash realleaders. And to sign up to get Real Leaders content straight to your inbox, visit realfaith.com slash sign up.